This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. everybody welcome back to another edition of the 12 questions podcast my name is jeff buck i write for the athletic and each week i ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver up next is marcus erickson the indy 500 winner from this year drives for chip ganassi racing and a former formula one driver for five seasons currently as we record this he is third in the indycar points with three races to go following the recent race at Nashville. And uh, they've got only those three races left, uh, a one oval race at Gateway. Then they go to Portland and Laguna Seca to finish out the season. Be interesting to see if Marcus Erickson can get back up there. I believe he's also the third IndyCar driver we've had on this season. Like to sprinkle in drivers from disciplines uh, other than NASCAR every once in a while. So hopefully you'll enjoy our conversation. All right, everybody. I'm here with Marcus Erickson and uh, so happy to have you on the 12 questions. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So uh, the first question is, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? I don't know. I think, you know, that's fair enough. You want your seat. I always try and get like a window seat. Uh, I think that's good for me. I like to try and get some sleep in, but um yeah, I don't, I'm not too stressful when I when I travel. I think I'm pretty chill, so I don't really mind what other people are doing there. The the window seat's good because I feel like you have the ability to lean over there, and you have like a little bit extra room, you know. Exactly, that's my thing. Like I want to be on the window seat because I can yeah lean on it and get some sleep if I'm tired. Problem is when I'm traveling with my girlfriend Iris, she always wants the window seat, and I'm stuck in the middle. Then so it's, you know. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do right that's right that's right it's very nice of you uh how often do you get recognized at the grocery store uh here in indy where i live most of the year is not very often i would say uh but in back in sweden it's a bit more often where i'm you know in orobro where i'm from in sweden it's um it's um yeah there it's i wouldn't say every time but but uh, almost yeah and it's are these people that just like follow your racing or people that you've known from growing up or like what who, who's coming up to you i guess no I, I think in sweden because i've been in formula one and and now in indycar for so long uh, and i have quite a good like following from both people but also the press in, in you know around my hometown i think it's just people in general that that sort of yeah follows sports that recognize me but in, it's always, you know, always just in a positive way. And people come up and say, yeah, good luck or, you know, well done the last race or, you know, it's small things like that. So that's, uh, I always find that uh, fun and, and, you know, uh, something that, you know, gives me positive energy really. Yeah. Okay. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? One. Oh, Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad, I, or I'm really bad at it. I feel yeah, it's you know I I always try and like at some point in a week I try and go through text messages and WhatsApps and stuff, but yeah, I end up being like a week late to reply to some of them or or yeah sometimes even more, which is a bit embarrassing. But yeah, I just I don't know. I'm not a very good you know, especially when it's not like you know if there's like a specific question, then I try you know always be on it straight away obviously because it's someone that you know needs something but if it's just like general stuff i don't know i'm, I'm not a very good text back and forward with someone you know then i prefer calling or just you know meeting up in person and then talk or hang out okay. but yeah I, I need to improve on that though i that's something i i really need to improve but I, i'm just a bad bad replier on text sorry i, I respect <laughs> the old school of wanting to have actual interaction with people though like you know <laughs> phone whether it's a phone call or like actually talking face to face i feel like we don't get to do that as much in this world anymore so i, I can respect that you know yeah copy that copy that um what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking uh yeah you just gotta you say that you gotta be somewhere right like like i gotta go i, I need to be here or i have a meeting um it's always good like as a racing driver you can always say yeah, i have this team thing you know blame the team yeah i have this team thing i need to get you know get going or i need to get on the phone or whatever so that's uh if you're a racing driver that's a good good thing to 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 get get out of things <laughs> yeah okay i like that i i probably need something like that myself i don't know what it would be but i, I need some excuse um <laughs> if you could only pick one form of social media to use and drop all the rest which would it be that's a hard one uh I still would say Twitter. It's pretty toxic. It's toxic these days, Twitter. But I do enjoy sort of the, you know, the the, the speed of communication on Twitter and like when, when you know that people can discuss things. And you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are idiots on Twitter, uh, which <laughs> is a shame. But um, but you know, there's a lot of good people there as well and good discussions. And I always enjoy sort of interact with my my fans or followers you know on, on different topics and you know i after my f1 years i follow f1 quite closely and, and i think it's fun to discuss f1 and sort of interact around f1 and that way i think twitter is the, the most uh, for me i do enjoy instagram um but yeah I, I like the sort of interaction that twitter uh gives okay um what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? For me, the advice would be that see it the other way, you know, like see it that mistakes is the biggest, um, for, at least from my experience over the years, you know, is from the, from the mistakes you can learn the most. So uh, mistakes uh, hurts. I mean, no one of the mistakes, but everyone does mistakes uh, every now and then. And I think uh, there's something to learn from it. You need to, analyzing with some time and then you know um if you do that i think there's always something you can learn from it and become a better for me racing driver but also a better person i mean you make mistakes in, in normal life as well right and and if you if you take them the right way it's, it, you're gonna learn something from it and hopefully become better in the future okay um so this next one's a wild card question where i'm mixing it up for each person um I'm fascinated with the F1 lifestyle, never having, you know, traveled the world like, like you guys got to do, um, you, for five years, you're living that lifestyle. So, you know, it obviously looks glamorous from the outside. Uh, was it really like that? What was that experience like for you? 
less glamorous than what it looks like, I would say. Uh, I think if you're Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen or whatever, and you have your private jets and flying around, maybe it's a bit more glamorous. But uh, running for, you know, uh, smaller teams without that sort of economic or financial uh, situation, it's definitely not as glamorous. But it's still something that I, I you know I loved it because of the fact that you said you know you got to travel the world I got to see so many cool countries and places and also when I was out you know racing on you know far away from from home let's say I always tried to stay out between races as well if I had you know a week off and you know try and go somewhere where I haven't been before and explore the world so that was one of the coolest things with being an F1 driver was just the fact that you could you know, you got the chance to travel the world really and experience so many cool things. So just outside of racing as well. So yeah, maybe not as glamorous as people think, but definitely an amazing experience and an amazing way to see the world. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, if you felt someone intentionally made contact with you during a race, would you confront them, send a text or just let it go? Usually I would say let it go, but Sometimes you try and talk to them as well. Um, but yeah, it, I think it depends from situation to situation as well, you know, and if it's like a racing incident or something and like, you know, sometimes, you know, you just, things happen, it's racing, everyone wants to, to go forward and have the best result possible. And sometimes, you know, this doesn't work out. So, so then I'm, I'm not, you know, that's part of the game, right? So, but if it's something that's really really bad let's say then i would probably go up and, and talk to the guy uh, after and say like what's going on here what's happening you know and confront but uh but yeah most of the time i would say you know i i can understand it even if you don't agree you can sort of understand from the other perspective as well at least i see it that way and try and sort of have the see it from both ways okay yeah that makes sense uh what movie do you think you've seen the most times in the last year I'm not a, like, I don't see movies uh, multiple times, uh, really. Um, I don't know. I, I sort of see a movie and then uh, move on, let's say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So I, I don't know if I've seen any movies multiple times this year, to be honest, or the past year. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, I, I get a lot of people along those lines, unless they have kids and then the kids make them watch over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see. I see that. <laughs> uh, when you think about IndyCar five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? I love the growth of the series. I think the last few years, you know, the way, you know, entries have gone up, there is more and more drivers coming in from all over the world, becoming a bigger sort of international presence in the series. And I think that creates more interest, you know, not only in America, but around the world. So I really feel like the series as a whole is moving in a very positive direction and i do hope though like if it's something that worries me uh is that you know we have this new engine formula coming with the hybrid system which i think is good i think it's good that we're you know pushing in that direction because to, to stay relevant to any manufacturers and so on um but i do hope also that comes with a with a car as well uh, that is you know Within five years, I hope we have a new car as well because this chassis, you know, it's been around since 2012. So it's, you know, for the series to really be how 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 big the series is becoming again, and you know how popular it is and how strong it is. I think we need to 
also you know not only have an engine but also uh, uh, a car that's more up to date so that's something that that i hope will, will be within the next five years but overall i think you know the series has done a tremendous job the last few years and and the growth and everything and since roger and, and penske corporation has come into the series they've done uh, you know tremendous things as well so i i see you know so many positives in, in where indycar is at the moment and where it's going that's awesome that's awesome uh so a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over but the catch is that you get to keep all of the knowledge and racing experience that you have now so do you go back and start over or do you just stay where you are no i would stay where i am i've had an amazing so far and it's taken me to be in one of the best racing teams in the world in IndyCar, you know, just something the 500. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, with that said, though, if you know, there's definitely things in my career that I, you know, could have done differently. Um, but I'm not the kind of person that regrets things. I think again, like we talked about a bit earlier with mistakes, there's everything you do in life, you can always learn from it, and it helps shape who you are. So I feel like everything that I've done in my career has helped me become the way the person and driver I am today. So. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change anything, but I think definitely if I would do it over, I would maybe take some different decisions, um, maybe do some different, yeah, drive some different stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go back and change it now. Okay, makes sense. So each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. And last week was um, Tommy Joe Martins from NASCAR, and he wanted to know, um, when did you feel like you made it in motorsports? What was the moment where you really felt like you belonged? Yeah, it's, I think, you know, when I became a Formula One driver, that was sort of, uh, you know, a huge thing for me. It's, it's obviously one of very few, you know, many seats in the world in Formula One. And to be one of them, I think it's, it's a dream of mine and a goal of mine uh, since I was a kid to become a Formula One driver. So, so that's definitely sort of uh, the moment for me. Uh, but then in, in all my years in professional racing, since I was in Formula One um, and then in IndyCar, you know, I, I didn't win a race uh, in, in, you know, top, le uh, top level racing until last year when I won in Detroit in IndyCar, which was my first sort of uh, victory outside junior series. So for me, that was a big moment as well when I won that race in Detroit. And last year was just, a huge sort of uh, relief and also like uh, showing for myself that I can deliver on this level, you know, on the, on the world stage. So, so it's sort of my first year in F1 and my first win in IndyCar to two sort of biggest moments, I would say to that uh, question, if I could, if I could pick two. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I like that. That's a great answer. Um, so the next interview, I don't know who exactly it's with, but it'll be with somebody back in NASCAR. Um, do you have a question that I could ask a NASCAR driver? Yeah, um, I I would say what what you want to do after your career when you finish with driving, what is like what is your goal uh, to do then, and do you have like already a plan for that, or is that something you will you know come up with after you, you start racing? Okay, okay, I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate all your time and uh, for hopping on here. Again. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, there you have it. Appreciate Marcus Erickson for hopping on the podcast with me. And again, it'll be interesting to see if he can get back up there into the uh, title hunt. Well, he's very much in the title hunt, but uh, get back up there and lead it um, as the season winds down there for IndyCar. Anyway, as of this recording, still not sure 
who the next 12 questions is going to be with, but hopefully we'll get an answer for that soon. Appreciate you as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast.